Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Let's begin. Hey, gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. All right, guys, this is long overdue. I've been mulling over this for about four weeks already. And uh, yeah, dude, I can't, I just can't sit on it anymore. So win, lose, or draw, man, we got to get some stuff. We got to get some cats out of the bag. I had a conversation with somebody here, like I said, about four or five weeks ago on the topic of masculinity. And uh, yeah, this conversation was with somebody that obviously a colleague that I admire and respect greatly for their work in the area of mental health and trauma recovery. But I noticed a division of ideas when it came to, uh, amongst a few other things, the topic of masculinity and feminism. And, uh, yeah, I'll just be straightforward with you, man. I'll probably end up losing some friendships over this one. But this conversation that I had with this person inspired a deep dive over the last few weeks on really getting to the bottom of what masculinity really is. So I got this podcast, right? Apex Masculinity. And I realized through doing this research that For the last two years, a lot of my content has really been based around the idea of trauma recovery, goal setting, um, how to basically strategize your amazing life, how to leverage catastrophe, and very, very few episodes have actually revolved around the idea of masculinity. And I I think it's time to to make an episode for sure and let people know, most importantly, because after I went on this deep dive and started reading and listening to content and research, I was disgusted. I was disgusted. For the first time, I began to realize that modern masculinity has become a victim of the toxic feminist movement. And I'm going to get into all the details as we unpack this and go. So I shared some content, some written content with this guy and, um, some of the critiques that he gave me were like, are you serious, bro? Like I thought he was playing with me at first. And then after doing my research, I realized that there is a large portion of manhood in the culture that we live in today that has some very flawed views concerning masculinity and the role and obligations of men in, in the society that we live in. So this guy suggested that I read a book. Now I'm all about learning and growing and information. And, you know, if you got a podcast, like, let me hear it. Like, who is it? Send me a link. You know, you got a book you read that you really like on the topic of, you know, mental health or masculinity or whatever. I'm open to the idea of learning. 
I'm also open to the idea that maybe I don't know everything. So this guy recommended a book to me called Way of the Superior Man. And guys, I got to be honest with you. I couldn't stomach past the first chapter of this book. The only thing that I got out of maybe three quarters of the first chapter of this book was two things. One, that the modern masculine man has come to terms with the idea that men and women are equal. And to that, I say, hell no. Men and women are not equal. They are equally important. They are equally special in the roles that they have within society, within the home. But they are not equal. I think you guys know what kind of catastrophe it would have been to have women in the snow-packed, muddy trenches of World War II. I work in a man-heavy industry here in the old fields of North Dakota. And there are some exceptions to the rule. I have seen some rowdy it gals out here getting after it with the men that work in this industry. Driving truck, slinging hoses, working long hours, but I have never once in almost 20 years of being in this industry ever seen a woman on a workover rig. I have never seen a woman on a drilling rig with the exception of two times. And it was simply because they were so short on manpower. Have I ever seen a woman slinging a steel hammer, tightening hammer unions on a frat crew? They can't, they just, they can't, they can't make it, bro. They can't hang. Again, I will say that there are always exceptions to that rule. But as a general rule, this is not for them. Women are not made for this. And I would go further and say that the majority of women in society today wouldn't want to be a part of this industry because of the labor-intensive demands and strains that it puts on a person's body. Equally important, but not equal. And the second thing I got from this book, which, guys, forgive me, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with somebody where about eight minutes into the conversation, you realize that the two of you are having a completely different conversation. And it doesn't matter what you say. They keep hearing things that you're not even saying. Do me a favor and don't hear what I'm saying through a predetermined filter of perception. I want you to see what I'm saying through the lens of my intention. Because for many of you, you've been conditioned to believe a lot of this garbage that the toxic feminist movement has pushed on society to the point where you've actually been conscripted by these people as a double agent to not only believe, but to push this garbage out into the culture that we live in today. So when I tell you 
that the only other thing that I got out of this book was that gay men can have passionate, vibrant sexual experiences as long as there is a polarity of masculine, feminine energy within the relationship. Don't hear that I hate gay people because that's not what I said. What I'm saying is if you've got a young man that maybe grew up in a very traumatic home or less than desirable circumstances, didn't have a strong, positive, masculine role model in his life, spent the first 20 years, maybe 30 years of his life making piss poor decisions, like like always on the losing end of whatever he puts his hand towards, like he realizes something's off and he's sick of living this way. And one day he has a wake up call and decides that he needs to reclaim his masculine edge and his masculine power so he can start building an amazing life for himself. What in the hell do you think he's going to benefit from by reading a book called Way of the Superior Man and get nothing out of the first chapter except he must submit to the idea that men and women are equal and that gay men can have passionate sex as long as there's a polarity of masculine feminine energy within the relationship. How in the hell is that going to help some young man recover from a life of tragedy and start building an amazing life for himself? So I went on the deep dive, guys. I started looking into podcasts. I started going, searching people's blog posts, looking up books on the topic. Guys, I'm terrified. I am absolutely terrified for the direction of masculinity and where it's headed. Some of these podcast descriptions that I pulled up with these guys that like, that have masculinity in the name of their podcast, leading you to believe that it's going to help you, as I said, reclaim your masculine edge and power and start building a world-class life. And as you read the podcast description, it's talking about how we need to dial back masculine aggression and help men get in tune with their softer side. What the fuck is that? Like we were created male, whether you believe God did that or whether you believe nature did that is irrelevant. You were created masculine. You were given testosterone. You were given your brains and your balls to go out and affect change in your life and in the world around you. And, and for all intents and purposes, make your life line up with how you want it to be. And use your masculine strength and stanima to create the life of your dreams. Listen, I don't have time for this, for this feminist garbage that, that is masquerading as masculinity today. If I pull up a podcast and there's a picture of some dude in a man bun wearing a man bag, dude, I'm gone, bro. Smell you later, dude. I don't got time for it, bro. And I know that bothers some people. If I pull up a podcast description or, 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 or look up a book description and it's talking about uh, soft, getting soft and getting in touch with your effeminate side and having a balance of masculine, feminine uh, energy within a single man, dude, dude, I'm fucking out of there, bro. There is no feminine energy within me. Yeah, I'm on one today, dude. Put your fucking seatbelt on because some of you need to hear this because you've been conscripted by the toxic feminist movement to push this garbage and it would do you well 
to take a minute and really ask yourself, is this you or are you a product of somebody else's war? I am fully man. I am fully masculine. There is no feminine energy within me. That's why we have men and women. My wife brings the balance of feminine energy into my home. My wife's feminine energy is brought into and up against my life so that my decisions and how I carry myself and how I perceive things can have that balance to strike against to make sure that I'm in alignment with right choices. But there's no feminine energy within me. And there's people out there that will tell you that if you're, if you're empathetic or sympathetic, that's feminine energy. That's not feminine energy. You don't have to be effeminate to be empathetic to people. If my daughter comes to me in tears and I reach down and give her a hug and tell her it's going to be okay while I put a band-aid on her skid knee, that's not me being soft. That's not being in my feminine energy. That's being in my masculine strength to provide an umbrella, a covering of safety and security for a distraught child. I don't know who is I don't know who is writing these definitions. I don't know who is coming up with this terminology. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, guys. I really don't. You go on these blog posts and you can read a thousand, bro. Safari Google web search, all you got to do is put in masculinity. You don't even need to put toxic masculinity in the browser. Just put masculinity in there and you will get one after another after another infantitum articles and blogs written by some embittered liberal feminist that thinks that masculine strength and masculine power is a curse against society. How dare you rise up in your masculine strength and decide that you're not going to play small anymore. Proper masculinity is you staying at home, drinking yourself stupid every night, watching porn. That's acceptable masculinity to the feminist culture. Proper masculinity is you asking your wife permission if you guys can start making better choices and live a successful life. Part of my research and discovery as I went on this deep dive, because again, I'm sorry, guys, you know, my whole thing for the last two years has been childhood trauma, goal setting, success mindset, confidence building, and I'm the guy with the masculinity word in his podcast, and I have not spent ample time talking about masculine power and reclaiming your masculine edge. And we're going to make some changes, bro, because there's a definite need for it. But I went on my search and I found this podcast. I don't know if you guys know who Sean Whalen is. I've heard the name, but I did not know that him and his wife do the Saxon Sean podcast. This is the guy whose brand is Lions Not Sheep. Right? And I'm noticing that there's there <laughs> that there's really there's really no there's really no balance. It's, it's extremism on either side. Either you're supposed to be a limp-wristed nobody asking people permission 
for your next crumb of success, or you're supposed to be this hyper-aggressive guy that uh, doesn't ask your wife anything or give her an opinion, uh, t- a way to express her opinions, and uh, you just kind of dominate like a bull in a china cabinet, hyper-misogynist, hyper-chauvinistic, and there's no balance in the middle by way of allowing a man to be a man, but at the same time realizing that if you have a wife that's often, uh, as in my case, and I say this tongue in cheek, a lot smarter than me, that it's good to allow your wife to express her opinions and her views. And if you're halfway smart, you would do well to listen to what your wife has to say by suggestion on how you guys can work together to build your amazing life. But I listened to this guy's podcast and I realized, man, it was highly entertaining, man, but it was way out there, bro way out there to the other extreme. So I sat down with my wife and before I ever even told her about this man, and the reason I like this podcast is because the guy, the guy lets his wife share her views on it. And she was saying the same thing that my wife said when I talked to her about it. I said, well, you know, what are your thoughts on this whole toxic masculinity thing? And my wife clearly stated, I don't want to be in charge. I want to manage this home. I want to do my job as an educator at school and I want to raise babies. I want to love my kids and spend time with my kids. I don't want to worry about our money and whether or not we're going to make it. That's your job. I don't want to worry about how I'm going to protect our family. That's your job. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, like I knew all of this. But there is a tremendous amount of highly confused women that have been influenced by this toxic feminist movement to believe that it's their job to be responsible for all of this. As a man, it's your job to protect, preside over, and provide for your family. My wife wants to rest in my masculine strength, knowing that I am functioning from a place of responsibility and positivity. Positivity. My wife actually flourishes in her feminine role when she rests in my masculine strength and power. And I know that is a slap in the face to the feminist movement. That's why you have, that's why you have feminists that won't commit to marry a guy. Even though the guy may be perfectly willing to marry this girl, which again is a red flag for me, but the reason she won't commit if she has any feminist leanings within her soul is because she feels that getting married to a man is a surrender of her personal power. Dude, that's a red flag for me. I'm, I'm gone, bro. Like I'm running from that. I want a woman who embodies natural feminine energy, nurturing, caring, like my, like I have, dude, guys, I've been married for 15 years and I sat down and talked to my wife about this. And I said, I said, am I, am I, am I a chauvinistic, misogynistic guy, like dominating and controlling? And she's like, no, no, you're not, you're not that way. And I said, in 15 years, have I ever even asked you once to make me a damn sandwich? And unfortunately, there was one time. (laughs) 
there was one time that I asked my wife to make me a sandwich and you know what? It tasted like shit because I was so guilty for asking her to make it because I was tired and didn't want to make it. And she had just got home from work and trying to sit down to the computer so she can work on her college degree while feeding three other kids. And yeah, like, dude, I don't need anybody cooking for me. I don't need anybody doing my laundry. I've never asked my wife to do any of those things. I've never asked my wife to clean her house. Like, I'm not a chauvinistic guy, but I'm seeing masculinity become oppressed by this toxic feminist movement. We got to break glass ceilings. We got to make our way in society on the backs of whatever's in the way. And I asked my wife about this and she had opinions on this too, that the toxic feminist movement is responsible not only for destroying masculinity in our modern time, but it's also responsible for destroying the nuclear family. Because women are being programmed to believe that they're supposed to go get careers, go be hyper successful, blast through all these glass ceilings and dominate the workforce, but yet they do it on the back of raising their own kids and the condition that their family is in. Listen, ancient Chinese proverb, listen close. If you got a pen, write it down. Butter only spread so thin before no taste. Guys, we can't ask our wives to be the best mothers, the best wives, manage a home, go to work and crush crush it at work and, 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 and move through the ranks without expecting that in one of these areas, something is going to fail. Or in all of these areas, she's going to be stretched so thin that she doesn't bring her best to the table. But because the feminist movement is telling women that... Not only should they do this, but if they don't, if they don't, they're actually empowering toxic masculinity by not getting out there and dominating the workforce. It's unfortunate, guys. It really is what it's all come to. If you pick up a book or start listening to a podcast and it has any of this emasculate male, hyper-feministic, find your softness, find feminine balance in your life, dude, guys, I'm asking you, bro, your ears should be pricked up with concern. Like danger, Will Robinson, danger. I'm asking you not to be a victim of this movement. It's time to grab your balls, grab your brains, love your wife, take control, be responsible, and fulfill your obligations as a man. That's the only way. Guys, I love you. Sleep well at night. Until next time.